Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit PleasurePodcasts.com. Welcome back to Private Parts Unknown, a podcast that explores love and sexuality around the world. I'm Courtney Kosak. And I'm Sophia Alexandra. And we're back, baby, with another OnlyFans episode. That's right. Comedians of OnlyFans has returned with a vengeance because we have the incredible Meredith Jacqueline on the podcast today. Check out how funny (laughs) Meredith is. You know, this one girlfriend of mine, she's like super hot and vegan, and um, she's always telling me like, you know, she eats really clean, and she always tells me to be mindful of what I put in my body, and I've done a ton of coke with her. (laughs) In her defense, it was really clean coke. We keep having these hilarious ladies on slaying with their comedy. What's up with that? <laughs> it's almost like women are funny. I don't know. Don't quote me on it. Don't quote me on oh it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Breaking here on Private Parts Unknown podcast. Women can be, can be funny. <laughs> so, you guys, this episode is a banger. Meredith is amazing. We had such a good conversation. So, here we go. You guys, I am so excited to welcome an OF powerhouse, Meredith Jacqueline, to our Comedians of OnlyFans series. Welcome. Hi. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Thanks for doing the podcast. Yeah, of course. I love that so many um, female comedians are like leaning into this because like, you know, we're all we're all trying to hustle and make it as comics, but that does not pay the bills. So, you know, what do you totally mean? You can't put a down payment on a house with buffalo wings and <laughs> two drink tickets? drink tickets. I've been fooled. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, you're a part of the comedy. That's how I know you is we are yeah. part of this Twitter group chat with like a bunch of other comedian hoes and we go by yeah. the comedy hoes that's the name of our thread yeah yeah you love to see it ladies bonding to make that money absolutely so let's get into your whole like how did you start was this the first kind of sex work you'd ever been involved in and what has been kind of the evolution of your account wait also how long have you been doing comedy for uh four years been doing like exactly four years like this weekend i think like tomorrow is my four-year anniversary actually um congratulations right around four years thanks (laughs) i mean 
four years, but uh, the last 11 months, not, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. Everybody um, had to take a little time right. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, so I started selling nudes, basically. Before I ever did stand up, I had started to kind of grow this Instagram following. Uh, I had a meme account. My original account got deleted about a year and a half ago at like 150,000 followers. That fucking sucks. Yeah. I, yeah, it was a very trying time for my psyche. Um, But I've rebuilt that account. I started over and rebuilt it to like 80,000. But so I was building this, you know, kind of following just like screenshotting my tweets. And I had hardly any Twitter followers um, making memes. And then occasionally I would post like a picture of myself, um, you know, in a bikini top or something, just thirst trapping. And I mean, I grew my, my following initially strictly just for like the memes and comedy. And then every time I would post a photo of myself, I would always get some guy in the DMs or something like asking, you know, for nudes or hang on me or whatever. And at first I was kind of like, whatever. But then another friend of mine who had like a big meme account, she was like, yeah, I mean, sometimes I'll just be like, PayPal me $50 and I'll show you my boobs. And I was like, (laughs) do they do it? And she was like, fuck yeah, they do. So I start doing this just kind of really like underground. I was not advertising it at all, but I was like, I had some steady dudes that would hit me up on a weekly basis for like a couple of pictures or like a masturbation video or something. And I, I have never been like shy sexually. Um, I didn't, I've never like really put it out there, put myself out there as being like naked in public or anything, but I just, I kind of like, don't care. I was really slutty in college. Like, and I should also say I got divorced like two years before all of this. So I had been in relationships and stuff my entire twenties. So suddenly like I'm in my early thirties and I'm getting all this attention from dudes. I'm being a straight up hoe, like just obliterating Tinder. I mean, hell yeah. Like running out, like just wiling out. And so it was kind of one of those, like, what do I care? I don't really give a shit who sees my pussy. It looks good. So (laughs) put it on a bumper sticker. (laughs) (laughs) So I kind of realized like, okay, I could like pay my bills doing this between that. And I have a couple of sponsors who pay me to post ads on Instagram and stuff. I was like, fuck a job. So I kind of just, I quit my job. I used to work in the beer industry for a long time and I said, fuck it. And so slowly, I mean, it was still kind of like under the radar for at least a year. And then I posted one time, I kind of was just like, you know what, I'm just going to go for this. I posted on my Snapchat story, a picture of like a shirt I wanted. And it was like $50. And I said, whoever buys me this gets nudes. I put my phone away. And then I opened my phone an hour later to like 75 DMs. (laughs) They all bought you the same shirt. They're like, hey. So so what I did, the the first guy, the first person, he bought me the shirt. The rest of them, I was like, hey, it's already been purchased. But if you send me the same amount, I'll send you a couple of pictures. 
And I made like $3,000 in a day. (laughs) So I was like, mama's got a business here. Okay. And then so I started posting like on my Insta story and my snap story, like censored photos and being like, you know, DM if you want to see them uncensored. And at this point, I'm charging like $20 for one picture of my boobs, like significantly more than I charge per, you know, photo or video now. But people weren't as out there about it yet. People weren't on OnlyFans yet. So I kind of, I did that for a while. Instagram cracked down a lot on what you're allowed to post and what you're allowed to advertise. So I had to get a lot more creative. I created a premium Snapchat and that did pretty well for a while. But around the same time I created that, I saw a couple of other premium Snap girls going toward OnlyFans. And I was like, you know what? This seems like a lot easier, way less bookkeeping on my part. Mm -hmm. Um, So I started my OnlyFans about a year and a half ago. Oh, perfect. You were like perfectly positioned going into the pandemic. I already had, you know, a a fan base. I knew how it worked. I knew how to kind of manage it. And then, you know, when pandemic hit, I, I had nothing but time. And I made more money in like between the mid March to mid April or like in April than I'd ever made in like months of work. I mean, it was just kind of crazy. So like, can you give us just like a rough <laughs> ballpark? Just cause I'm a nosy bitch. <laughs> Courtney just wants to masturbate a little bit to the money. She's like, okay, talk, talk the money to me for a sec. Um, it makes me hornier than else. anything else. The money is truly gets me oh, wet. Yeah. <laughs> my best month on OnlyFans so far, I made $32,000. Oh <laughs> my God. <laughs> more money than my first salary oh my god like, when I was like 24 I got shivers yeah. and, and, and I just bow down to you fucking <laughs> and that's not every I don't make that every month that was like a one like that was my best month but I still I average like pretty good it's been amazing dude um, I don't understand yeah. <laughs> I mean any to me that's just like the mic drop of the whole of the whole sex work only fans thing it's just like if you have a problem with it like maybe it just makes you uncomfortable that women can make that amount of money for for like you know that kind of work or whatever right and that's like one of the the big things is I think that men are also it's it's usually men I mean I get hate from women all the time but I think it's for a different reason men often think that it's a whole bunch of money for no work which is ridiculous I work all the time like it's not just taking nudes I have a I this new place that I just moved into I set up an entire other room as a studio like I you know the amount of work and the time you know you're your own director producer marketing team CFO CEO stylist photographer um, retoucher also, photographer you have to respond everything. to the dm sometimes yes. it's like that's a whole fucking yeah. secretarial job yeah i have messages all the time and then on top of all the actual physical things to go into the content well no one's gonna buy my content if i don't look good so there's 
going to the gym. There's my like fillers. There's my, all my beauty maintenance. I mean, it's, I'm working all day and there's no one else doing anything for me. I, you know, no one else can pick up the slack. So if I don't work, I don't make money. You know, one of the coolest things that I saw that you tweeted recently, and I think we can kind of like talk a little bit maybe about the misconceptions of ageism in sex work. Mm -hmm. But I saw Mm -hmm. that you tweeted, I'm 36 and have more customers and make more money than I ever have in my whole life. And it was Mm -hmm. in response to someone being like, when you're a sex worker and you're 25 and you realized all your clients have dried up. And I love that. Like, yes, you're talking about the maintenance and yes, there's like filler and whatever, you know, like Mm -hmm. what other regular bitch doesn't have to worry about that stuff as well. Right. Yeah, exactly. But I love that I'm also in my like your age and I have the same experience. I'm like, it's not slowing me down that I'm in my. Not at all. Yeah. 30s. I think that something, you know. Yeah, we can say from like a an objective standpoint, our 22-year-old girl, like that metabolism hot body, my college-age body was sick. You know what Same. I mean? We, yeah, obviously. I didn't have to worry about, you know, wrinkles or gray hairs or any of those things. But I know who I am now. And I am so much more comfortable in my body, so much more confident. And... I feel sexier. I feel so much more confident. And I think that comes through, you know, as hot as I was when I was 19, I was also like, Oh, is he gonna think I look weird in this light or me, you know, self-conscious about the color of my nipples. I mean, just like little things that I don't give a (laughs) fuck about anymore. So yeah, you know, and that's not to say there aren't younger women who are confident and whatever. I mean, totally. from my personal experience, I'm so much more sure of myself now. And I think I have so much more of a good grip on how to manage a business and how to deal with getting that much money at one time. Because yes. if I had made $30,000 in one month when I was 19, it would have gone up my nose and <laughs> I mean, like I you know I would have blown it I would have been a total monster <laughs> but also like the clients are there the customers are yeah, there the absolutely. subs want your content so to me yeah. that's like it's not like your sexual attractiveness is diminished not at all there's there's something for everyone it it does not matter what you look like, what your kink is. There is something for everyone. I mean, there are girls who make bank off of only showing their feet. Yeah. You know, there's there's something out there for everyone. There is the whole MILF category. There's, you know, men who are only into um, BBW. There are men who are only into super petite. I mean, there there's something for everyone and there's plenty of horny dudes to go around. You know, <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's grandma porn. There has to be. Yeah. I think there is son yeah. shit going on. Um, Courtney and I have been interviewing like so many creators. And one thing is clear that like 
before some of them started, uh, they were like, oh, like, you know, Nika was like, is anyone going to want, she, in her words, my tranny pussy, quote unquote. But <laughs> she, you know, was saying that that is not a factor, that she doesn't have to sacrifice being anything like of herself to be on there. And then Anya, who is like our non-binary friend, was like, yeah, I get a lot of positive comments on my body hair, you know? And it's like she doesn't have to change that part of herself to find people who are like down with it. Absolutely. there You do not have to fit into any sort of mold. The, the body hair thing is funny because so I've had laser because I personally on myself, I feel really uncomfortable with any kind of body hair. And so I get guys sometimes ask me if I'll grow a bush out for a video. And I'm like, what if I could pal? But <laughs> you know, I'm um, Merkin. Yeah, yeah, I totally should do a video with a Merkin. But yeah, I mean, there's, you don't have to change yourself to fit some mold. We, we kind of have it in our brains that like, Men only want to look at 19-year-old, big titty, size zero, blonde girls with tiny pink nipples. Like, you know what I mean? And that's just, like, not at all true. I was going to ask if your boundaries for the content that you make have shifted from when you started OnlyFans to now, what they are, how you decide what felt comfortable for you, and uh, if um, leaking had anything to do with you deciding where that line was. Yeah. um, When I started doing OnlyFans, I at first was only doing any kind of solo content. Previously, when I was selling videos or pictures directly to someone, I would occasionally sell like a blowjob video but I would charge them a lot of money and make them PayPal me so I could trace it. Like I was very particular. So when I started OnlyFans, I was like, I don't know how much I'm going to put out there. And then kind of after a while, I was like, "Eh, what do I care? So I started kind of giving a little bit more. And now I've kind of expanded that. So on my main feed, I'll post nudes and clips of videos. And then to get the full video, you have to pay extra. Those are all my pay-per-view things. So I do boy-girl content. And that is definitely, I've become like more open about what I share. Honestly, just as I've gotten more comfortable. Leaked content has been a thing. I have had to get shit removed from Reddit. I'm really fortunate. I have a close friend who is an attorney. And he kind of just helps me out for free. He hooks me up. He will search my name. Anytime I find a link or something, it's taken care of immediately. So that is really, um, really helpful. And I, I would recommend to any girls who do any sort of OnlyFans or anything, if you are concerned about your content being leaked to other platforms, Google your name like once a week. There are some sites that are dark web or whatever. I kind of don't give a shit. I'm like, you know what? If, if you are hunting that deeply, to see me naked for free. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Fine. Also, you're probably so scary that, yeah, like, you know, yeah. I don't want take, you to come to my house. Take these titties and <laughs> <Yeah>. go, sir. <laughs> like, like, totally. Whatever you want. Like, that is your deal. If you are so desperate, you don't want to pay $15.99. You know, that's between you and your please. God at that point. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Soph, how are those resolutions coming? Shut up. 
Oh, Sophia, it's okay. You can still turn 2021 around, okay? The new year is just starting, and I have the perfect thing to turn your resolutions into reality. Okay, if this is about Scientology, I'm out of here. <laughs> no, it's about a much better S word, and that is Sakara. Sakara is a wellness company rooted in the transformational power of plant-based food. Oh, that's awesome. That's one of my things. I definitely want to eat less meat in this year, for sure. Well, then Sakara's perfect because their organic, ready-to-eat meals are made with powerful, plant-rich ingredients, and they're designed to boost your energy, improve your digestion, and get your skin glowing, girl. Ooh, get your skin right. That's also on my list. And Sakara's awesome because their menu of creative, chef-crafted breakfasts, lunches, and dinners changes weekly so you'll never get bored, and it's delivered fresh anywhere in the U.S. Ooh, and it looks like Sakara has received rave reviews from Vogue, Goop, The New York Times, and more. That's right, and along with delicious, plant-rich meals, Sakara also offers daily wellness essentials for optimal nutrition. Sakara's supplement packs called The Foundation and their Metabolism Super Powder deliver support for gut health, energy, immunity, and healthy skin. And on top of all that, right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash private or enter code private at checkout. Ooh, I'm going to sign up. So that's Sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A.com slash private. And I'm going to get that sweet 20% off, honey. That's right. 20% off your first order at sakara.com slash private. If you guys have been listening to this podcast for a while, you know one thing about me, and that's that I love to get my ass eaten. (laughs) 100% correct. You will not shut up about it. But here's the problem with loving to get your ass eaten. Sometimes people don't want to eat your ass. Maybe they are worried about your hygiene. They just don't want all the funky could be tastes or messiness that goes along with it. Guess what? There is a solution. Laurels. What are laurels, Cokes? Okay, so laurels are basically single-use natural latex panties that are designed to be worn during oral sex and rimming. I love the feel of latex on skin. I know, it's super sexy. And it's the perfect thing if your partner's a little squeamish or they're worried about messiness. What about if your partner has a quarantine beard that is giving you beard burn? Yes, it would be perfect for that. Laurels are made to help everyone say yes to maximizing pleasure. Couples, throuples, hookups, spouses, cis, trans, queer, kinky, laurels are for everyone. And laurels are ultra thin, so you feel every little thing. Plus, the super stretchy latex is easy on your partner's tongue and allows for tongue and finger penetration at the same time. Catching! Oh. oh, hell yeah. They're the world's first oral sex panties, and they give you the power to love oral always. And for listeners of our show, Laurel is giving 15% off your first order today at mylaurels.com. That's M-Y-L-O-R-A-L-S.com using code private. That's right. You can get 15% off your first Laurels purchase today at mylaurels.com. That's M-Y-L-O-R-A-L-S.com. Use code private. Get rimmed. Have that period sex. Get out there, privates. Ow! 
So when you talk about like you do boy girl stuff now mm-hmm. and you were single going into developing your OnlyFans, yeah. starting your account. So like how has being on OnlyFans affected any potential relationships or relationships? And also how do you recruit those guys <laughs> for your scenes? <laughs> well, so so guys that I've done like content with have been guys that I've been like dating or like are my like friends with benefits or something. Or I have another friend who is like a really dear friend of mine who also is a creator. So, and you know, we're kind of like, whatever, you want to get drunk and get weird? Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> fine. But yeah, I have like, you know, a solid friend with benefits that we'll film sometimes um, or someone I'm dating or something. My dream is to like have a boyfriend that I can just like love and suck dick on camera and we just live this beautiful OnlyFans life. That's what Adrian Earhart <laughs> has with her man. Yeah, that's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> It's possible. I know. Is that Lena the plug or something who she had a baby with the dude she fucks on camera all the time? <laughs> I think so. I um I actually met a guy in December in Mexico who he's coming he has been in Mexico for months, but he's from the UK and he's coming to spend time with me in America. And so he is down, down for the get down. So I don't know what we might have my golden only fans boyfriend sometime soon but amazing until then <laughs> fingers crossed for you <laughs> yeah it has though with dating you know i've kind of had to weigh that out like if i am dating someone who is not in the industry or not comfortable with being on camera i'm going to have to sacrifice that part of my business but i'm kind of okay with that like you know i can still maintain my business without that only thing has made dating hard in one way, but also easier because hard because not a lot of guys are super comfortable with like knowing the girl they're dating, like gets her pussy out for a living. <laughs> but it also kind of makes it easier because it weeds out men mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. would have a problem with that or men who have a problem with sex work in general. Because even if I wasn't doing sex work, I wouldn't want to date someone who was not supportive of it totally yeah it's also like a red flag for like control issues i think yes 100 percent. i i will say i can even understand if a guy is like i don't think i would be comfortable with my girlfriend you know getting naked for money i get that that's fine that i disagree but i understand that point of view but obviously that's not going to work for me so it does it weeds out guys pretty quickly so I don't wind up wasting time on them which is nice you have a son right who's 14 Mm -hmm. does he know about what you do for work only within the capacity of that I'm a social media influencer and he knows that I do comedy as far as like family like my mom knows that I have an OnlyFans but she doesn't know what I put on there but we kind of have a very like don't ask don't tell type mm-hmm. thing she's very very like you know what as long as you're happy and not hurting anyone and you're doing well i don't really care and as long as i buy her things so <laughs> <laughs> yes, no. that shuts people up real quick when you take on a nice trip you buy them some diamonds oh, yeah. they're like oh i love your job <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I took her to Hawaii for her birthday the summer before last. And it was kind of like, she didn't ask any questions after that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that is so funny. I think about that when I buy my grandma her extra word finds. I'm like, 
you would love to know where this money came from. (laughs) 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 One thing that's kind of funny about it is that like, they start off maybe not wanting to know, but you're like literally five years away from her bragging to her friends. <laughs> you know, oh, like, totally. oh, uh, you totally. didn't know she's in the top uh, 1% of creators on OnlyFans. <laughs> right, right. At, like dinner parties. Right. She's on the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so on that note, do you notice a shift in the culture and the way that we talk about sex work and only fans and like i know in the chat last night or whatever we were all kind of peeping on that hulu only fans oh, documentary yeah. yeah i was surprised it was like a good documentary that was painting it in a very positive light and supportive i do think that is like a good sign that we are shifting a little bit you know we're never gonna be this you know fully sex positive society and world but i think we are shifting you know, closer to that, hey, you know, whatever she wants to do with her body, like, whatever. I think we're we're kind of moving toward a little more accepting standpoint there. And maybe not in middle America. I don't know. I live in LA. So like, obviously, people here are cool with it, because everyone here is doing something like that, because no one can pay their bills. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I think generally speaking, as far as in the media, and the way the media treats women and kind of just in general, we are moving toward a a much more sex positive and accepting society, especially as we move towards this shift in wanting everybody to be an entrepreneur and, you know, telling people how to like to invest their money and to work for themselves and all this stuff. Well, this is a great way to do that. And I think that's like one of the reasons there's so much hate towards OnlyFans is Right now, America is like experiencing the greatest gap between the wealthiest and the poorest people in the country. And the fact that things like the GameStop thing and like OnlyFans happen. And then people kind of take the power back. Then the people who get really salty about it are just like part of the establishment. They're like, no, you're supposed to wait for trickle down economics to work. And you're like, well, it doesn't fucking Wait work. till you're dead. I trickled it down myself, bitch. I trickled yeah. myself. In the adult world, trickle down economics is when you make a lot of money from your piss play video. Yes. So. See, that's a definition I can get with. <laughs> I think it is very much like these establishment people that are like, well, I had to work. I had to do all these things. And, you know, people are moving to work smarter, not harder. And that has always been my motto. But I think that the general consensus, most people are seeing like, wait, these billionaires, rich people did not get rich because they sat at their nine to five every day, you know, not moving up, not pursuing other things. So the people who really want that lifestyle are going to go out and get it. And now we have so many more ways to go out and get that. There's so many more options now. Yeah. And what's so wrong about exploiting yourself versus exploiting other people to make your millions? (laughs) Right. Well, the fact that, you know, labor is inherently exploitive anyway. I mean, if you go and work in a construction site, you are being exploited. You are using your body to earn a living. You are, you know, selling your body. Well, none of us are not selling our bodies in a certain way. Yep. It's just that the way that I'm selling my body makes some people uncomfortable. 
So, you know, but like, you know what makes me uncomfortable? Watching an NFL game where these dudes are giving themselves CTE for everybody to cheer and watch. Like the logic there is like, why is that labor or that exploitation acceptable? But when I have agency over it and I'm the one calling the shots and it's just me saying what I'm doing, why is that not okay? Totally. Not just exploitative, but football players get put on Wheaties boxes and get given commercials. Right. They're lauded. Where is my fucking OnlyFans girl's Wheaties box? Truly. Where is my (laughs) Super Bowl ring? Exactly. (laughs) You should have gotten one for that $35,000 day. (laughs) (laughs) It's a ring that squirts a little. (laughs) (laughs) I I want jerseys with my name on them. I'm going to start selling jerseys. Yes, I would wear one. <laughs> Please, I would fucking wear one. I'm going to make an OnlyFans jersey with my name on it. <laughs> yes. That's amazing merch. So, like, the money is so good and the acceptance feels like it's getting warmer. Do you have any idea in your head, like, about how long you want it to last? Or are you just like, I'm going to ride this wave till it's over? You know, I have kind of, thought a lot about that also in the capacity of my son goes to high school next year I am working on a lot of other kind of I hate I hate calling myself an influencer because it just sounds but you are girl and I have to say your OnlyFans too is like perfect with the social media brand and whatever I'm like (laughs) how could you not like this this is just joyous fun sexual memes and a hot girl I mean thank you I have a lot of kind of plans to work on a merch line I mean the jersey thing is funny but I'm really gonna do it um merch in general I had some discussions a couple of years ago with a literary agency about writing a book and we ultimately parted ways but not before they gave me all of their information on how to create a perfect outline to pitch to a publisher that they didn't make me sign any kind of contract over so I still have all those materials so I've had some ideas about some like you know a funny sex and dating guide and just kind of some other book ideas merch ideas just kind of launching myself as a personality Mm-hmm. that OnlyFans is kind of helping me build that, you know, foundation for as we get back to normal and get back into comedy. Not that I expect to make, you know, a whole shit ton of money doing stand up or anything, but it's all kind of part of myself as a brand. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know how much longer I'll be doing OnlyFans specifically, maybe a year, maybe more. I don't know, but I do have a lot of other kind of plans to use what I've created as like a springboard. I love it. So one of the things that's part of your brand that I thought we could touch on before we let you go is you co-host a podcast called Like a Virgin. Yeah. About losing your virginity. So <laughs> yeah, you got a good story for us? Wait, you do that with Mateen, right? Mateen Stewart? Yeah, yeah, with Mateen. Yeah. So the show is great. We have a guest on every week and we ask them about how they learned about sex and how they lost their virginity. And it's been really great because sometimes the stories are hilarious. Sometimes they're just sweet. Sometimes they're kind of traumatic, but it's been like such a great platform to talk about all around. Like the kind of bottom line is that we don't teach kids about sex properly. Mm -hmm. And 
that like the conversation needs to be there for teens. So my losing my virginity, I was a very late bloomer. Like I started school a year early. So I was 17 the whole first semester of college. Same. And I like didn't get boobs until I was like 17. Not same. (laughs) It was like between high school and college. I like suddenly went off to college with like these giant titties and a flat stomach. And I was just like (laughs) killing it. I should have started sex work then with that. (laughs) So I was a virgin and I went to a very small university. So everybody kind of knew everybody. And so it kind of got around that like I was a virgin. And so guys wouldn't go out with me because they were like, no, no, no. I don't want to like be the one to pop a cherry or like whatever. So there was this one guy who I used to like make out with sometimes at parties and like we did mouth stuff and whatever. And it kind of got to where I was like, look, I just want to get this done. I need to get this over with because I want to be a slut right now. Like I was <laughs> like, I was just like, I was ready to start fucking. And it was a friend and I trusted him and stuff. And so it was like the week I turned 18, basically, because he was 18. I was 17. This is not illegal at all in the state of Texas. 17 is legal. And like we were, you know, one year apart, we were in college, but it was still like, everyone was like, oh no, you're not 18. But anyway, I just turned 18. And so he was like, okay, like I, I'll take your virginity. So this is in 2002, by the way, to really set the mood. We drank a couple of Smirnoff Ices yep. in his dorm room. That's right. And then we, we went and saw... Eight Mile in the theater. <laughs> That's romantic yep. as hell. <laughs> yep. Saw well, Eight Mile. Um, and then went back to his dorm and I think drank another smear off ice. And he put, he put on Dave Matthews band, um, Crash Into Me. Yes, that and, was the jam. Yep. So, and, and, you know, then we had sex. It was so intensely painful I mean just like not even pleasant but he was very gentle and asked I mean he was the ultimate gentleman throughout the whole thing I mean he asked if everything was okay he used a condom he was very very kind and and gentle and you know whatever now that I think back though it is really funny he asked if I came (laughs) he was like did you come I was like yeah this literally is like almost exactly my story (laughs) except for the man didn't know he was taking my virginity but the same thing did you come I was like I'm almost crying in your face right now I was like yeah you know I don't know what to say in that you know moment and he was like okay and then like after you know he was really sweet and stuff and then we cuddled in his bed and watched Family Guy (laughs) yeah that is such a perfect time capsule of 2002 (laughs) I love it. Eight miles, family guy. Um, But, and, but so the funny thing, like it hurt so much. And I was like, that's sex. I don't know what the fuck people want to do this for. So I didn't do it again for a while. And then the next guy I had sex with had a very, it it turns out. And I had like, I'd only seen one other dick before in my life. So I didn't have anything to compare it to. Turns out this guy, Will, that I lost my virginity to had a massive, dick ah! it's like <laughs> enormous 
well, that's not what you want for your first time. That like totally distorts the view because <laughs> the next guy was like very average size. And I was like, oh, I get it now. <laughs> that is so funny. Did you ever hook up with Will again? One more time. I think we were just like really drunk after like a party or something. It was kind of like whatever. You were like, give me that monster cock one more time. <laughs> <laughs> not that I can appreciate it <laughs> I wouldn't have wanted to be that second guy with the average dick where you're just looking at it and you're like oh is something wrong with this one he's like uh no <laughs> no the thing was I had such an opposite when because the next guy his it was average I didn't really even like look at it like before because we were just like fooling around whatever and then at the second time, the sex felt good. And I was like, oh, now I get why people have sex. All right, I'm going to keep doing this. <laughs> I feel like that should be really reassuring to guys with normal size or even small dicks everywhere. It's like sometimes it's too much. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have encountered too big on multiple occasions where I've been like, I don't know where you think you're going to put that, my dude. Like, I don't have a hole for it. So, I know it's sorry. cooler when it's porn, but when it's your actual pussy, you're like, ow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, ow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Trying to give a blowjob to a guy with a dick who's too big is embarrassing. <laughs> I remember one time when I was trying to blow a guy with a huge dick and I was like, I don't know. I'm just like running circles around this dick. It's like too big. <laughs> yeah. I like, can't get my whole mouth on it at once. Yeah. I don't have You're enough like, hands yeah. to like build like the shaft until my mouth. I just keep doing hand yeah. over hand, but it never ends. Looks like I'm climbing a rope. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> This has been so fun. I feel like we could fucking talk yeah. to you forever. <laughs> totally. I know. This has been fun. Uh, do you have any recommendations for fans uh, and subscribers who are on OnlyFans of how to be good ones? Yeah. Tip. Tip to show your appreciation. And, and not just because I love money, but because tipping more on certain posts let me know like what you guys like more. So I'll make more content like that. Mm. being respectful. So every creator has their own boundaries of the kind of conversations they're comfortable having with their fans. If a creator doesn't make it clear up front, like where the, that boundary is, ask them, just ask like, Hey, are you okay with sexting? Are you okay with flirting? Are you okay with dick pics? Are you okay with this? Just ask those questions so that you have your ground rules so that, you know, you don't upset anybody or you don't feel like you're getting cheated another one would be before you subscribe if you don't know what kind of content a girl posts you know if, if you have no clue if a girl even does fully nude or something ask ahead of time because this hasn't happened to me but i've heard it happen to other girls that i know who they don't post any nudity on their feed all the nudity is pay-per-view well i've ha i've heard of guys subscribing and then being mad that they have to pay extra so before subscribing, I would, you know, ask ahead of time unless, you know, the, the content creator has made it clear what they post. And a big thing, you know, if you request to buy a premium content or tipping or ask a question, be patient. 
we're all human beings. We're all people. We're not sitting there answering our messages 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We have lives, we have things going on. So if I don't respond to your DM, don't send me a question mark. Don't send me a hello because that's just going to piss me off Ugh, and like hate that. make me snap at you. And don't send unsolicited dick pics. Just don't like under any circumstance. Don't, you know? Ah, <laughs> oh, that is the best tutorial. I agree with all of that <laughs> shit. When dudes send unsolicited dick pics, I'm like, have you learned nothing in the last five years? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, I know. I'm like, pay me. Exactly. And sometimes my DMs stack up so bad. And I'm just like, I promise I will get back to you. But you need to give me like a month. This is not. <laughs> this is not. I mean, I have other shit going on. For sure. Having patience. Yeah. And I think with the having patience with DMs, it's remembering and understanding that we're people we're we're normal people with normal lives we have weeks where we don't feel like posting anything because we're not feeling well we have you know bad days we have good days we ha we are normal people just like anyone else this isn't you know a porn website with studio shot porn and stuff um which i mean i there are a lot of creators who do post their uh, professional content there. But, you know, when it comes to most of the creators, we're our normal people. So just keeping in mind that we are a human being. I love that. Thank you so much. Where can people find your amazing memes and other content? Um, on Instagram, I'm Meredith Actually. And on Twitter and OnlyFans, I am The Meredith. And that's M-E-R-E-D-I-T-H. Hell yeah. Thank you so much for doing the pod. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is fun. Meredith is obviously fantastic and you all should follow her. And if you guys want to follow us, we are at Private Parts Unknown on Instagram and at Private Parts Un on Twitter. And if you want to follow us personally, I'm at Coax. No, just kidding. I'm at Courtney Kosak, last name K-O-C-A-K. And I'm Sophia Alexandra. And my handle is at the Sophia, S-O-F-I-Y-A. We want to connect with you guys on social media. We love to keep the conversation going in between shows. And we'll be back again next week with something from our awesome upcoming grab bag. We got sex robots. We got MDMA, old people fucking around. We got just so much fun stuff, you guys. What don't we have? So basically, uh, make sure you keep tuning into the pod. And as always, you can find our episodes a week early on Sirius's She's So Funny. Hey, Sophia, what's that bomb ass music? This music is by our friend Amy Rosh. You should check her out on Spotify. R-A-A-S-C-H. This episode was mixed by Mike Castaneda from Plastic Audio. We love, we love you, Mike. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Look, we got a little girl group vibes going on. I'm going to put it in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's time for... The Review of the Week. 
Thank you, triple exclamation point. This is fantastic, informative, and hosted by some awesome ladies. Thank you. And that review is from Jay Saunderson. Love it. Aw, thanks for the nice review. And you can be as nice as Jay Saunderson if you head on over to ratethispodcast.com slash private and leave us a really nice five-star rating and a really sweet review. Tell us what you like about the show. If you've been liking this Comedians of OnlyFans series, just holler at us. How great the hosts are. Anything. <laughs> it can be anything. <laughs> Go to ratethispodcast.com slash private and we will check you guys next time. Bye. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.